Hello! Hi, this is Todd. Welcome to the How to Be Unpopular podcast. It's been way too long since I've recorded a podcast, so I'm on my lunch hour, and I'm going to do a solo podcast, so you get to listen to me talk. And if you've never listened to me talk before, I'm going to warn you that I contradict myself a lot. Um, I have a, a lot of contradicting thoughts that run through my head. Um, so you're just going to have to deal with it. And if you want, you can complain about it in the comments section on our website. Um, so I'd like to announce that we have a new sponsor on the podcast. Um, this spot, this podcast is brought to you by Metamucil. Um, Metamucil is a great product that I was introduced to by my sister a few months back. And as soon as I started taking it, I was like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? Um, once, like you take a, a tablespoon with some water every morning and your shits are just incredible. Like in terms of volume, you're going to be shocked at how much poop can come out of you. It's incredible. Um, and to think that all that time I was taking subpar poos and like was was poo was was poo staying in my body like because now my poos are so big and i'm eating the same amount of food it's like there was stuff just stuck in there like metamucil it seems like it's they're like these little elves that go into your colon and they just scrape the the sides of it like they scrape poo that's stuck along the sides of it and they say like you're coming you're gonna they they throw you onto the log they throw all the little bits of poo that are stuck to your colon off your off your colon and they put it on the log and then your log comes out this huge glorious pipe it's just really incredible i've really had to stop myself a few times from posting photos on instagram cuz there's been some coiler action going on like beautiful beautiful coiler action so Metamucil, it's a little bit expensive. Uh, I think it's like 15, maybe 20 bucks for like a month's supply. So it's a little bit expensive, but trust me, it's worth every penny. Um, go out and get yourself some Metamucil and get on it. Because let's face it, a good shit in the morning, it makes skating that much more enjoyable because your body's just like light and your stomach feels great. So Metamucil. So I'm going to start this podcast with a topic. Um, and the topic is how to be really good at rollerblading. So I'm sorry if you're not interested in being really good at rollerblading. This might bore you. But thankfully, a lot of the podcast listeners are into rollerblading. And I think a lot of you are into being really good. And one of the important aspects of being really good is to be motivated by the right thing. You don't, you don't want to be good so that, so that people like see you and they're like, Oh man, so and he, this guy, he's so good. And, and you don't want to do it to, to gain the respect of people because then you're always going to be concerned with pleasing people. And that's going to fuck you over in the end. What you want to do is be motivated by I always think of it as you have, if you work really hard at it, you can turn your body 
into a roller coaster or into an amusement park ride that you only get to experience and get to ride. Like roller coasters are pretty fun. Roller coasters are, are I really enjoy roller coasters. But they're nowhere near as fun as like being really good at a skate park and like cruising around and and being in total control of yourself. It's like it, it's a ride that you have control over and it's it's one of the most enjoyable things that you can do that I've um, discovered in my life that I can do. Like, it's really, really fun. And I think it's healthy to be motivated by, by that enjoyment that you can earn yourself by working at it. And a part of making it more enjoyable for yourself is to fine tune your meat machine, your meat roller coaster. You got to if, if your body is not fine-tuned, if you're out of shape, if you're not strong enough, if your mind isn't in tune with your body, then um, you're not going to be as good, but it's, it's also not going to feel as good. And I think what I want to promote here is trying to make rollerblading feel as good as it can feel. If it feels really good, then it's going to lead to good things and, and you're going to be able to innovate and, and do hot shit and all that fun stuff. And you're also going to have much better style. I think the, the better skating feels to, and I, this has been said before, I think brilliant people like TJ Weber have said that do stuff that feels good and it's going to look good. And in general, I think the more you can do to make skating feel good, um, the, the better it's going to look. And the I think primarily the most important thing is to have a really fit body. Not not only not only strong, but you want it to be you want it to be somewhat flexible or very flexible. I mean, I think you definitely want to be able to get into the body positions that you're doing very comfortably. And the more body positions that you can get into comfortably, the more maneuvers uh, you're going to be able to do. And also balance balance is huge. Um, and I think, so what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying here is like, I think it's important to do a lot of different things off of your skates, um, to move your body in as many different ways as you can to, to get your body to be comfortable in different forms of dance, uh, different, different workout methods, uh, balance like anything that challenges your balance. Um, I've recently gotten, I've gotten into kettlebells. And what I love about kettlebells is it's such a wide variety of movements. And it's a lot of like balancing while you're moving weight around. It's great for your balance. It's great for, for all the muscles that you use when you're balancing, when you're dealing with weight moving in different directions and really that's what skating is 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 throwing your weight in in different ways and then uh balancing out that weight or 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 continuing to move it in and control it it's a lot about controlling your body weight and controlling your movement so as much as much movement as you can do um that challenges your body to balance and react the better um, so yeah, 
I highly recommend kettlebells. Plus they're cheap. Plus you don't have to go to a gym to do it, so you can do it barefoot, which is an added bonus. Um, because, of course, in rollerblading, you want your feet to be as conditioned as they possibly can. So if you can, uh, you, a lot of gyms you can't go to and work out barefoot. Maybe you can. I don't even know. I haven't even been to a gym for a long time. I really, I'm not really into gyms. I like to be efficient with my workouts. I like to just go downstairs, put on uh, something on YouTube, some routine, and and do it. I don't want to waste time driving to a gym, getting changed. That shit takes time, and I don't have that kind of time. I want to just get that burn on and get on with my day, you know? So a kettlebell is, is one instrument that you can do a lot, a lot of stuff with barefoot. There's a lot of free tutorials you can watch on YouTube. Tutorials are great. Or not tutorials, I mean like routines. I've gotten really into routines because they really keep you like... When you're in that moment of you, you're so tired and you want to give up, you're watching the routine and, and the guy who's, who's doing it, he's still going. Like he's, he's not, he's not stopping and he's been doing the whole routine too. So it kind of like pushes you a little bit more, a little more than I would if, if it was, if I was just doing like a series of exercises that I was kind of, um, deciding to do on my own. So those things are great. Um, I don't. I don't like watching it with, I can't watch the girls though. I can't do like a fitness routine following along with a girl cause it's way too distracting. I like to follow along with a guy cause then my mind stays in the right place and I can maintain focus. Focus is very good. So as well as having a very fit body, of course you want the skates on your feet to be really good. You want the technology to be good. That's a given. I've talked about this a lot on on this, um, and and this can mean different things to different people. Um, but comfort is really important. Solidity. Uh, you want. Um, you don't want your shit rattling around. You want your skates to sound solid. Sound is really important. Um, so let's move on to more interesting things. I think how to be really good. One thing about being really good is there's many, there's infinite ways that a person can be really good, okay? Um, take Eito Yasutoko, or both the Yasutoko brothers, for instance. They are extremely good. They are extremely good in a way that most people are not gonna be <laughs> good. I mean, most people don't grow up with a vert ramp, um, most people don't grow up with a vert ramp, period. Um, so they're not going to have the opportunity to get that good at a vert ramp. Um, but that's just one way that a person can be really good. And something about being really good is that to be really good, you almost want to find or you almost want to discover a new way of being really good. Like the best skaters... Um, Take the Dom take Dominic Sagona for instance. Like his section in Second Regime, it's really good because of his physical prowess, but it's also really good because no one had ever seen like a section like that. No one had ever uh, thought of rollerblading as potentially being that, and he he did something that was very novel. It was very new and unique, and it had that element of surprise and shock that people still talk about it years later. I mean, it was in a very mediocre video, uh, Sell Your Soul to Roll, wasn't that great of a video, but 
people still talk about Dominique Sigona's section because it had that novelty factor. It had, it was comp- like the whole section, the song went so well to it and the way he dressed and the way he moved, like it looked so pleasurable to be Dominic Sagona on skates. I think we can all agree, like we were all jealous of his movements and, and what he, like it just looked like he was having so much fun on skates um, in a new and novel way. So, and that, it's possible to do that. It's possible to to do a second regime Dominic Sagona section in an infinite number of ways. There are so many new or so many unimaginable ways that you could skate that could give that feeling and could be that novel. So and I think it's important to always keep that in the back of your mind and believe in the unimaginable unimaginable believe that there's something there's a section that's going to happen in the future that nobody has even imagined there's a way of skating that that none of us have even fathomed and it's going to happen and that's going to happen again and again and again as long as a meteor doesn't hit the planet as long as skates keep getting produced and, and there's people that are excited about it, it's gonna happen again and again. There may be lulls, there may be 10, 20, 30 year lulls where nobody is able to think of something, but it's inevitable, it's gonna happen. And you have to maintain a belief in that and you have to believe that you can potentially be that person because you can. How do you get there? It's not that easy, but it's possible and you have to believe in yourself. Um, so once those primary things are kind of, and, and obviously you have to be, yeah, you have to be, be motivated. So good body, good skates, belief in the unimaginable. Now it's time to decide where to put your focus. How, how do you do that? What, there's so many different things you can do on skates. How do you, and there's, there's no programs, right? There's no, there's no like go out and do 10 soul grinds, then do 10 540s, then do three alley-oop top soles. Then you're on, there's no course, right? There's no course to discovering novelty and to becoming a good role player. You are in charge of your own curriculum. You're in charge of, of, deciding what you do every day that you go uh, out skating. How do, you de- how do you decide what to do? Well, you, you have to work with, with your environment, of course. You have to, you, we live in the real world, we live in reality. Some of us have great skate parks in our city, some of us don't, some of us have a half pipe, some of us just have like a parking lot and you have to work with what you have. So you have to go where you, know, go where you can. And you can get, you can become a really good role player anywhere. It's just the environment is going to change what is possible, obviously, and what kind of skills you can develop. So you need to go where you have available. And what you need to do is very simple. You just, you do what feels good. You follow the joy. You follow, um, you, 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 
yeah, that's the best way to say it is to follow the joy. Follow what excites you. Um, do what... Um, see, I'm saying this, it, but it, it, at the same time, it is really important to, to develop a, a very wide variety of skills. You don't want to do just one movement over and over and over because that's where the joy is. I mean, if, if, if you enjoy doing one thing, then whatever, do it. But to become a really good rollerblader, you need to do a very wide variety of things. So find the joy in a wide variety of things. And sometimes, sometimes the joy isn't always the thing that feels good. Sometimes, sometimes you have to do things that are awkward in order to, in order, things might not always feel good, but if, but, but if you work at them enough, and if you do it enough, it eventually will be good. Or, uh, sorry, it will eventually feel good. So, for instance, you might be really good at skating over your shoulder and looking over, or skating backwards and looking over your right shoulder. That might, you might feel like a pimp. You can turn your body so good and you just, you can cruise, you have total control, right? And that's joyful. Then when you try to skate backwards and look over the other shoulder, you feel awkward. You don't feel as confident. Um, so it's, and I've made this mistake. I still make this mistake. Everyone does. You just don't do it because it doesn't feel as good. You always resort to looking over your right shoulder because that's how, where your confidence is. But you have to realize that by forcing yourself to look over your left shoulder once in a while, or your other shoulder, whichever one that is, by forcing yourself to do that, it's going to lead, it's going to open up doors down the road. You know, it's going to open up a door where you'll be at a spot where you have this great trick idea, but it requires you to look f over your left shoulder, fakie. Um, and you can do it because you've learned how. Now, there's... a fuckload of these examples, little little examples where you definitely want to diversify your movements as much as possible um, while still while still following where the joy lies. Um, see this is a contradiction. this is what I'm talking about. you want you want to follow the joy you want you want to do what feels good, but you also want to force yourself into stuff that doesn't feel good for the sake of skill development and for the sake of future joy <laughs> you want to you want to build it's all about building blocks you know it's all about um combining things com combining skills together um and thinking of new things um this is this is tricky business this isn't going to be something that Anyone can just listen to this podcast and become a really good rollerblader. Um, this is just, this is scratching the surface. This is the tip of the iceberg, folks. This is, there's a lot of factors that go into this, but it's good to, good to talk about. Because I really want to become a good rollerblader. That's something that, is is really important to me because I've I've experienced the joy of 
doing things that I feel are really good. And it is just, I don't know, it's just incredible. I'm addicted to it. And I feel it getting, I feel it progressing. I believe that I am capable of things that I can't imagine at this moment, which drives me crazy. And it's, uh, I'm, it's why I'm so hooked on skating. And and like a lot of shit that I talk about on this podcast, I'm preaching to myself or I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself. And through the process, I'm trying to share it with people. And if I can say something that's going to help someone else experience more joy in rollerblading and get them make them a better role better by something I said, then that's really exciting to me. So that kind of leads me into my next topic. Um, and as you've noticed, if you've seen our latest edits, I am now a helmet wearing person. I've joined the ranks of the gnarling houses and the beers and the early young Feinbergs, and I'm a helmet rollerblader. And obviously the reason is because I don't want to die. I don't want to, I don't want to hit, I want to reduce harm to myself as much as possible on the way to being a good rollerblader. And I don't want to, I don't want to fuck myself up and True, I can still fuck myself up. I can still break my leg. I can still smash my balls against a rail. Well, probably not because I don't even really do rails. But um, at least I'm not going to... Like, your head just... Con it contains all the information that makes you you. It's really important. And especially as you get older, like, you really want to minimize concussions along the way. Because uh, they really affect your personality... And I'm in this for the long haul. I'm in this for longevity. I want to be skating for a really long time. And I want to keep pushing th this path for as long as possible. So I don't want a head injury to, to fuck that up. And I also feel like I want to set a good example for people. I think young rollerbladers in particular, people getting into it, they should really be wearing a helmet uh, for the shit that young kids do. Um, it's kind of idiotic that people don't wear a helmet. I can, I can understand the mentality because, yeah, I didn't wear a helmet for 20 years. So, yeah, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those dumb people. Um, I always wanted rollerblading to be this you know, free and, and comfort. Like, I guess my argument for not wearing a helmet was always like, rollerblading is all about feeling good and about the movement and everything, which I've been talking about. So that's why I don't wear pads and, and it interferes. But like a helmet, helmet doesn't really interfere too much at all with your movements. I mean, you get used to it really fast. And it's definitely not going to hold me back at all. In fact, it's going to give me more confidence um, it's just, well, I feel it's a good thing. And I feel like 
Frank Stoner asked me once, and he asked Joey the same thing. He asked if, how to, I'm not sure exactly how he worded it, but he asked if we had a responsibility to rollerblading. Or if, uh, if we felt we had a responsibility to rollerblading. And at the time, I said no, and I know Joey said no too. And I guess my, my thinking was that, and I still believe that I want listeners and I want rollerbladers to be, to take responsibility for their own thinking and take responsibility for their own experience and, and, and all of that. And I still think that's true. But, all, but I'm now feeling like, I don't even know if responsibility is the right word, but if I can do something or say something that is going to help someone or improve someone's life or someone's role-biting experience, then, then I would feel really good about doing that. I would feel really bad about leading someone in the wrong direction. And I would feel really bad if somebody got really hyped off of our videos and was like, yeah, I'm going to get skates and I want to, I want to do what those guys do. It looks like fun. And then they did it and they didn't wear a helmet and they smashed their head and then they were like shitting their pants for the rest of their life. I wouldn't feel good about that. I would feel very bad about that. And in that same way of thinking, I've said some really dumb things on this podcast uh, and I'm probably going to continue to say a lot of dumb things, but I feel like I do want to always keep it in the back of my head that, that people are listening and I can, I can have a positive impact and I would feel way better about that than having a negative impact. So I want to change my answer to Frank's question. I have decided to to take responsibility for for rollerbladers in a sense. Uh, I've decided to kind of keep that in the back of my head for everything that I do. Is that um, it? It has the potential to impact people positively, and I want to have a positive impact. I don't, yeah. Um, and a part of that, I guess, probably an, a part of my thought changing is, is being a dad. Uh, being a dad forces you into that position. Whether you like it or not, there's this person that's counting on you to be an example and to tell them things that are going to make their journey a little nicer, a little easier. Uh, make their learning curve shorter. You know, I've always felt like, like, hey, I figured it all out on my own. I mean, rollerblading wise, I, I did it without a coach. I did it without like anyone giving me advice, and I, I went through hard shit and, and all that. So everyone else should, but no. Everyone shouldn't. Like, if I, if yeah, if we can speed up. If we can make young rollbladers smarter, if we can make young people smarter, then why wouldn't we? And then everything will be better for it. So, um, not that I feel I'm the most equipped or anything, but rollblading does need elders. And, uh, 
yeah, maybe I should be one of those elders. Or try to. Or do my best. Like I said, my confidence is very low. I don't think I'm equipped, but maybe I don't have a choice. Um, just like I am a dad, and I don't have a choice but to but to be that. I might like pe people. People fail at it all the time. People fuck it up really bad. And I don't, I don't want to fuck it up. It's, uh, I don't. So. Uh, I, I, all I can do is try. All you can do is try. I just gotta do my best. And so, I'm gonna try. Um, it's scary to accept responsibility. Um, it's not only scary, it, it, I think a lot of people don't because they might f think that it limits what they can do. It limits how they can think, and, and in, in a way it does. It, it does limit, obviously it limits the shit you can say and everything, but limitations are a good thing. Limitations are great uh, for, for skating. Limitations are great. When, when it's winter and all you have to skate is a little shitty spot that's covered, you always think of really interesting things there because you're forced into that condition and you have no other choice but to f focus on some stupid little object where that you wouldn't otherwise focus on and then you learn some new skill that you can bring out into the world when it's summertime and in the same way uh, if you have a positive attitude with your limitations in life it can lead you to places you wouldn't have otherwise gotten to without that limitation so be positive where, wherever you're at take Metamucil uh, and do what you can do and and know that this is a long-term deal life is a marathon you don't have to figure it out right away and you'll never figure it out it's a constant battle and that's what's so fun about it. Um, um, yeah, jumping back to being really good. Yeah, be, be really positive about what you have access to what kind of spots you have in your town and whatever skates you have. Even if you have shitty skates, you gotta make it work. Try to save up some money to get some good skates, but just enjoy what you have and work within your limitations. And like I said, those limitations can lead to very special things like the kid in the small town can develop skills that the kid in the big city can't because the kid in the big city has all these great skate parks and he's focused on on doing really hot stuff that he sees in the videos 
And the kid that only has a parking lot, he's going to develop some crazy flat ground trick uh, because that's all he has access to. So be excited about your limitations. Be excited about the hurdles that you have because those, those are the things that are going to really generate novelty if you approach them with a really positive outlook. And, and not even not even a really positive outlook, but just there's something about just pushing. Just push. Like don't like and don't expect great results quickly. Don't expect uh, uh, like a great tidal wave of joy. Just push. Just keep going. Just keep keep going. Keep keep doing whatever whatever you can do keep breathing just breathe you know it's it's raining a little bit whatever take a break your ankle hurts from rubbing on the inside of your skate don't dwell on it yeah it hurts whatever just keep keep rolling around um unless it's really bad you might want to consult a physician but you know just deal with the the current moment just keep pushing and keep your head up kid yeah I don't know. I don't know about this podcast. Uh, I think it's over. Uh, this was a lunch break podcast, so I should get back to work. I've been doing this whole podcast sitting on the floor, which has been interesting. Um, I like to do these standing, but I didn't rig up my setup good, and I didn't have time to be really picky about my setup. So I'm sitting on the floor. Um, I always, like, my office has hardwood floors and the sound quality I find is a lot better in a carpeted room so I always move all my shit into the carpeted room which is which is currently getting renovated um, I spent my weekend cutting uh, some stones for the fireplace that my wife uh, marked them all out and she did an amazing job uh, putting them all together and the room is freshly painted and it's looking really really pimp we just have a few more rocks to put up and this is gonna be I think the main podcast space because it's carpeted and it's gonna be super super uh, comfortable and nice so I really want to do more podcasts but my time my free time is limited and the most important thing for me, when I do have free time, is to get out and skate and film. So unfortunately, this podcast takes it comes second, but it's still important to me, and I still really enjoy doing it, and I really want a podcast with more people. So hopefully, yes, hopefully that's going to happen. I'm also a bitch when it comes to staying up late, which has, like, I'm, I'm usually in bed at, like, 10. Like, 9.30, 10, I'm in bed. Um, so I haven't been doing late night podcasts, uh, but thank you for listening. Feel free to rip me apart in the comments. Uh, thanks again, Metamucil. Go out and get it. Um, and keep it real. Keep it tight. Um, keep it positive. And we're in this together. I love you all. And good night.